purpose, obedience, prayer. Girls, let's study the word, discover our purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. Christian Girls Pop. Hey girl, welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. We are starting a brand new topic this month. I'm so excited for y'all to be a part of this. We are talking about image. For the whole month, we're talking about all the different components of image. This week is about self-image. What you see. It's going to be good. I'm really excited to get into it. Before we do anything else, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for another chance to be able to deliver your word. Lord, I pray that you give me exactly what you want me to say, and I pray that I deliver it well. Lord, for anyone that's struggling with their image, with how they see themselves, with their self-esteem, with their confidence, Lord, I pray that you instill that within them. I pray that you give them the confidence that they need to live a fruitful life. Lord, I pray that they begin to see themselves through your eyes and not through the eyes of others. We thank you, we praise you, and we love you, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's get into it. I'm really excited about this. I plan to be super open, super transparent. I want you to hear where I'm coming from with this. And I want you to know that it's coming from a place of love, but also from experience. Anything that I mention on here is most likely something that I've endured myself. And I want to just be a help and a hope to someone out there that's struggling. So let's really get into it. Self-image, what we see. How we see ourselves can affect so much. It's almost like a cause and effect. If you don't see yourself as worthy, you'll let anyone treat you any kind of way. If you don't see yourself as beautiful, you'll let someone tell you that you're ugly. And the list goes on and on and on. So that's why I wanted to tackle this topic for the entire month. And the Lord put it on my heart because he sees how important it is. He sees how so many girls all over the world are affected by this concept, this concept of image, this concept of esteem and confidence. It is lacking so much in our generation. And I want to get to the root of it. I want to be able to talk about things that other people don't want to talk about. I want to bring it to light because when we expose it, we can begin to change it. So the definition of image is a representation of the external form of a person or thing in art. Another definition for image is a mental representation of something previously perceived. And the definition of self-image is the idea, conception, or mental image one has of oneself. So self-image basically means how you view yourself, how you perceive yourself. We all know that how we perceive ourselves is different than how others perceive us because they're looking through a different lens. The same way as when you hear yourself on a recording, you're like, oh my gosh, do I really sound like that? Because you hear yourself different than other people do. The same concept applies to your image. You see yourself a little bit different than other people do. And that is why it's important that you see the truth because other people may not. So my question to you is, what do you see? Do you see truth? Or do you see what others have spoken over you for years? Do you see truth or do you immediately see your flaws? Do you see truth or you see the negativity that has been placed upon you year after year after year? Do you see the true you? 
We talked about this some last month as we dealt with the topic of identity and identity can translate into image. When you know who you are, you'll see who you are. When you know the truth, you'll see the truth. Hmm. Come on, somebody. When you know the truth, you'll see the truth and you won't let lies seep in. You'll set up boundaries. You'll set up gate and walls because you'll know that certain things can't be allowed in because they are lies. I plan to get into it a little bit later in the podcast, but for me, that's something that I experienced in my own life. I came from a place of low confidence and low self-esteem, and I'll explain more about that later. But now, learning from those experiences and becoming more mature as a woman and as a believer, I now see the truth. I now see who I truly am and who God has truly made me to be. Therefore, I don't let just anything walk up and tell me about myself. Obviously, there are certain times where certain comments or things will affect me negatively, but overall, I'm not going to have someone walk up and say negative comments and I just automatically believe them because I can affirm myself in Christ. I have my gate set up. I have my confidence walls all around me. So one dart of a lie is not going to knock the whole fort down. Does that make sense? You establish your confidence, you establish your esteem, and you no longer let just anything walk up and talk to you. You no longer let just anything come up and sway you. Get those walls up, girl. I know we always talk about walls being up as a bad thing. And in a sense, they can be. If you're not trusting people, if you're not having relationships, if you're isolating yourself, those can be negative concepts of walls. But in the sense of, I got my walls up, I'm not going to let just anything try to come in and invade my confidence and steal my esteem. I have boundaries. Set those for yourself. Set those gates. Set those walls because those will be necessary as you go through this life. As women, as young girls, we know how difficult it can be to live in a world where everyone is trying to tell us what to do and what to look like and how to dress and how to do your hair and what shoes you should be wearing and what brand is in and what brand is out. We are constantly surrounded by that. But you have the choice to make of what you allow to stay. Think of your body. Think of your mind. Think of your sanity, your peace as a fort. You allow what comes in and what comes out. You have soldiers protecting. Those soldiers represent the truth. Those soldiers represent the walls that have been set up, the confidence that has been established. You're not going to let just anything in if you know it doesn't need to be there. This is why we have to have our image and our identity rooted in Christ. Christ tells us the truth. Christ tells us who we are, how beautiful we are, how much we're worth. He reminds us of all of that, and then we decide you know what? I don't need that in my life. I don't need that negativity. I don't need certain comments. I don't need certain situations or certain people in my life. You have to make that decision and you have to protect your peace, protect your sanity, protect your image, protect your confidence. If you don't protect it, someone will try to snatch it right out from under you. How do I know? Because I've been there. So image has several components to it. Each week we will talk about a different part of image but this week we're focusing on self-image. My goal with this is to spread truth and encouragement. I believe that's what sisterhood is for. That's what ministry is all about. That's what having friends is all about. Being able to pour into someone else, to speak life into someone else, to spread truth and encouragement. And more importantly than all of that, I want to remind you that Jesus loves you. He loves you so, so much, even in your current state of mind 
in your current condition, he loves you. And I want you to leave reminded of that. If you don't remember anything else I say about self-image, fine. But I need you to know and remember that Jesus loves you. If you've heard any of the other podcasts before, you know that I'll always say at the end, Jesus already loves you because you are already loved. Even how you look, yes, God loves you. I know you see your flaws. God sees those as opportunities. I know you're not seeing the best qualities of yourself, but God does. So like I mentioned earlier, I never want to just talk about something where I don't have experience or deep study about something. Anything that I'm saying about self-image is something that I've gone through in my own life and I want to just use my story as a hope for you. So growing up, I thought I had pretty good confidence. I was raised in a pretty cool home. You know, everything was fine. And then I got to school and we always know that school changes everything because kids are mean. If you got kids of your own or you've been around kids or you have a bunch of siblings, you know, kids can be mean. They say the first thing that comes out of their mouth or they speak from a place of jealousy or envy or whatever it is, but they can come up with some really crazy, mean stuff. And it can affect you so much. So at first, I was fine, right? You know, I had my little friends, everything was going fine. And then there will be random bullies I would say, mean things or comment on certain flaws or whatever they saw. And I began to hoard them. Because remember, going back to the idea that you get to choose if something stays or it can go. Obviously, when I'm of school age, I'm not really thinking about those things. So I was just letting all their comments stay. And so I would take anything that they said. And after a while, I would really believe what they were saying about me. And there went my confidence, comment after comment, dart after dart, lie after lie spoken over me began to become my truth. But then, you know, I moved schools. I kind of got things back together and I felt okay again. I was like, okay, everything's fine. I kind of forgot about the whole bully thing. Let's just move on. Everything's great. But then I got involved with the wrong guys. I'll talk about this later, but your self-esteem and how you view yourself can affect even who you end up with. So at first they would compliment me, which normally guys do when they're interested in you. And so I took to those comments but in that same in that same concept i began to listen and believe any of the lies that they spoke over me as well for example one of the guys that i dated will begin to call me chicken legs which is you know not really a flattering comment you're not like oh chicken legs it's so cute you're like wow that's mean that's rude i'm sorry i can't change the way my legs look you know so i i began to be trapped in people bondage and wanting to still be pleasing to him and still live up to quote unquote his standards so therefore i tried to do what i could to change that so i started working out not because i wanted to be healthy not because i wanted you know to just have a healthy lifestyle it was so that i could gain muscle and try to be thicker because that was another comment oh i was too skinny i was too this i was too that so i was like okay I'm going to try to bulk up and try to get thick, as we call it nowadays. I have learned that the Lord has not blessed me with being thick, and I'm going to have to be all right with that. It took me a couple years to get there. It really did. 
I tried a whole bunch of different ways and I'm just like, you know what? Thick is just not my testimony. It's just not going to be me. <laughs> and I've had to be okay with that. But then I wasn't. And so I was trying to do anything I could to live up to quote unquote his standards or whatever it was. And so with that, I was losing myself. I was losing the truth of who I was because now I'm doing all this for someone else. Now I'm stressing myself out for someone else. I'm losing the truth of who I am as a beautiful woman created by God. And now I just believe I'm an all right girl who's too skinny and has chicken legs. You see how the the process dwindled me down? You see how the words that were spoken over me began to affect my life? It changed me. It changed my actions. It changed my perception of myself. So I was at the point where I was seeing myself different. And at that point, I let them dictate so much about my life. So much. It affected not just my perception, but now it was affecting what I ate because I was trying to get quote unquote thick. It affected how I dressed because now I'm, I need to attract you somehow. So let me try a different approach. Now, all these things about my situation were changing because of lies that were placed in my head, because of lies that had seeped in, because of the negativity draped upon me. There went my self-esteem. There went my confidence. There went the truth of who I was. I began to see myself through their eyes and not through the truth, not through the lens of truth, not through the lens of God, not even through my own eyes. I was beginning to see myself through them. So now when I look in the mirror where I would have been totally fine with my legs, the first thing I would be drawn to now was my quote unquote chicken legs. Now where I was totally fine with being 5'2 and 120 pounds, all of a sudden that was a problem. I was constantly weighing myself. I was on the scale, trying to weigh more, trying to bulk up, trying to be thicker. All of these things changing because I wasn't seeing myself through the truth. So my question to you is, is that you? When you see yourself in the mirror, are you only seeing the comments that other people have said? When you see yourself in the mirror, are you only seeing the negativity? Are you only seeing what other people have spoken over you? Or are you seeing yourself truthfully? I would be more inclined to say that you're probably seeing yourself through someone else's words through someone else's perception, through someone else's opinion. Who do we see? What do we see? When we can't see ourselves correctly, we end up having low self-esteem. And low self-esteem can affect so much. For one, it can affect how we dress. For example, like I mentioned, if we can't get attention from one area, we'll try anything else, we'll try to show anything else, reveal anything else to get someone else's attention for something else. It's almost like a compensation method. I know that's how I thought, so maybe others thought the same. Well, my legs are too skinny, but let's try to show off another body part. Let's try to do something else to attract attention. I'm just being real. That was me, that may be you too. I'm just being real, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not talking down on anyone, but I'm just letting you know, sometimes that's our thought process behind things. Low self-esteem also affects how we let people talk to us. When we don't see our worth, when we don't know what we're worth and what we should handle and what we should let go, we let anybody talk to us any kind of way and they come at you crazy. That's when we're okay with the slanders, the remarks, the rude comments. Because in our head, it's like at least someone is talking to me, right? I know once again, this is not easy to talk about. This is not easy to grasp, but it's true and a lot of us are struggling with it and we have to bring it to light. 
We're okay with anyone sliding in our DMs. We're okay with anyone reaching out to us or talking to us any kind of crazy because, hey, at least it's attention. Any attention is better than no attention, right? Wrong, sis. I would rather have no one talk to me than somebody come at me crazy. And that's a mindset that has changed for me. I'm telling you, I used to be completely different. I would let anyone slide in my DMs. I would let anyone come at me any kind of way because, hey, you know, it's funny. Someone's reaching out. Ha ha ha. I may or may not take it seriously, but I'll let them say whatever. Now, I wish somebody would come at me any kind of sideways. I wish they would. I'll block you so fast. Probably go off on you first, then block you. (laughs) No, but seriously, when we have that low self-esteem, we let anyone talk to us any kind of way. Low self-esteem also just affects our everyday life. We never have that joy because we walk around just feeling ugly and feeling shameful and not being confident in who we are. That affects how we handle friendships. That affects if we show up to social functions. You see how it affects so much? It's a domino effect. Low self-esteem can also breed jealousy because then we start to ask, well, why can't I be built like that? Why can't I have hair like that? Why can't I have muscles? Why can't I have this? Why can't I have that? Why do I have to look like this and she gets to look like that? We've all thought it at some point. We've all compared ourselves to someone else. Comparison is a struggle for women. It's a struggle for women everywhere. And we have to come out of that because comparison kills. Comparison kills your joy, your confidence. It affects so much. Low self-esteem also can determine what type of relationship we end up in. Like I said, going back to having anyone approach me any kind of way. Now... I'm not going to let anyone just come in any kind of crazy. And therefore, I'm saving myself from potential toxic, stressful, unnecessary relationships. But back then, I would entertain anything that approached me. And that affected what relationships I ended up with that I had no business being in. And we go back to that mindset of, well, it's better than being lonely, right? Wrong. You can be alone and not lonely and still be confident. It's possible, it's rare, and not many people will talk about it because not many people are there, but it's possible. Sis, I'm telling you, I have been in both situations and I can be single, not lonely, because I have God, I have friends, I have things that the Lord has taken me on, so I'm not lonely, but yet I am confident. Those three things can coexist together. Now you see how this is affecting everything, right? You see how self-esteem is affecting your decisions, your everyday life, your relationships, your friendships. It affects every part of us. God doesn't want this for our lives. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. God does not want this for our lives. Think about this. Imagine God taking his time with you. Imagine him seeing you as this beautiful, beautiful creation. And then you pick out a couple things about yourself that you used to like, but someone else didn't. And now you don't like looking at yourself. Imagine that. He's saying, my child, I spent so much time on you. My child, I see your beauty. I see your worth. You are more precious than rubies. Your worth is endless to me. Your value is incomparable. Don't look at those flaws. Don't look at those mistakes. I see you for who you truly are. I see the truth. Come to me. Draw near to me. I will reveal who you are. I will reveal the beauty that you can't see. I will give you eyes to see what you can't see right now. It will be through me, not through your own flesh, not through your own power, but through me. So approach me, my child. Approach me, my beautiful, beautiful child. 
I want to have that communion with you. That's what God is saying to us. He just downloaded that right now as I was talking. He wanted me to tell you that. Go back and listen to that again. Pause it, rewind it, because that's straight from God. That is truth. And here's some other truths that I wrote down that I wanted to just tell you. No one can define you but God. You are beautiful. You won't look like everyone else, and that's okay. God created you to look just like yourself. Those are truths that you need to be reminded of as you listen to this. A verse that I want you to affirm yourself with is Psalm 139 verses 13 and 14. I'll read it off for you this time, but I really encourage you to write this down, post it in the mirror, post it where you can see it until you can memorize it and affirm yourself with it. So anytime you're struggling with low self-esteem, anytime you're struggling with image and how you view yourself and how you view yourself, you can go back to this scripture. Psalm 139 verse 13 and 14. It says, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. You can speak this over yourself. You can affirm yourself with this daily until it's ingrained in there. And then still still affirm yourself with it daily, even after it's ingrained in there. So that you can have that constant weapon against comparison and low self-esteem and low confidence. You have a weapon and it's scripture. God doesn't want us walking around with our heads hung low. He wants us to be bold, confident women. Others will see our confidence and will be blessed from it. Our confidence will be contagious. So my question to you is who took that from you? Who took your self-esteem? Get it back. Who snatched away your confidence? Get it back. And you may be asking, well, how do I do that? We do that by seeking Jesus. He tells us the truth. He reminds us of who we are. He reminds us of our worth. Our worth can only be found in Christ, not the things of this world. So going back to that verse, Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. Remember remember that verse. Declare it over yourself until you begin to believe it. Post it wherever you need to. Remind yourself of this. Seek Jesus, study scripture, and let's get that confidence back. That's it for this week's episode of Christian Girls Pop. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already, you can join us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can also check out our website at ChristianGirlsPop.com and you can send any prayer requests, advice, comments, suggestions to ChristianGirlsPop at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember to share this with all your girlfriends, your mama, your cousin, your auntie. Everybody needs to get that confidence back. That's it for this week's episode. And remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget it.